0: Self declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello, and welcome to Messy
1: Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava. Thank you for listening in. Uh, today, our talk is Breaking Up with Poverty with our guest, Erica Glessing. So um, before we get started, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Messy Adventures in Living. If this is your first time listening or joining us, um, if you are listening and you'd like to join us, please, please call in with any questions that you have. We would love to take your questions. Um, you can call 1-815-880-8255 in the U.S. or one 613 800 87 Three, six in Canada. You can also join us via Skype or you can come and play with us in the chat room. It's super fun if you go to fm and click on the chat room link in the red bar at the top of the uh, site. And then plug in a name and you can come and join us and play. So um, Messy Adventures in Living. I am Petrina Fava. um, If you don't know me, I am a person who does a whole bunch of different things. I am a registered nurse in Toronto. I uh, work with kids. I also am an access consciousness body and bars facilitator. Um, I also teach infant massage classes, I am a radio show host, I'm an author of three um, different books that I've collaborated on with a bunch of different women and who have actually been published by our guest Erica Glessing. So today what are we talking about? We're talking about breaking up with poverty. You guys ready to break up with poverty? Um, Are you trying, have you been trying to seduce luxury but having a relationship with poverty did you create a pretty good life in spite of poverty, or do you value your poverty in some way? Are you proud of creating a life in spite of it, or just seem to love it for some strange reason? Your ties to poverty are a turn-off to luxury. I like to break up with poverty and begin a love affair with luxury instead. So thanks for joining, Erica and I. Let's break off that dysfunctional relationship once and for all. Wouldn't it be fun to play with luxury instead? So, I think we have Erica Glessing here. Hi, Erica. Welcome. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Hey. It's morning where you are, isn't it? It's like really early in the morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's not light yet, but I'm not going to hold that against us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um,
1: Do you want to um, take a minute to introduce yourself,
2: uh, Erica. Do
1: you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and happy publishing?
2: Uh well my name's Erica Glessing and I am um I have publishing in my genes, so I'm like third generation. I became a writer in the eighties and so I've always written my entire life. Uh, right now I am having so much fun working with uh authors but others on facilitating change in the direction of consciousness it's just been a wonderful journey this last few years publishing so many great authors and you know isn't it crazy petrina her book so petrina wrote in the book the power of religion judgment and her chapter was called you know hey judgment you know dear judgment we are breaking up (laughs) and i went into oh my gosh how many years have i made choices that were just you know so impoverished so mm-hmm. impoverished and it is a disconnect with my whole self like it doesn't make sense doesn't you know it's like it doesn't it isn't me mhm yeah i you know when
1: you so erica posted something on facebook uh, <laughs> a while ago and i Jumped at it and, and um, asked her to be on the show, and, and what you wrote was that you were breaking up with poverty, similarly to how I was breaking up with judgment in the book Releasing Judgment. And what, what, I, um, what I really get with these two things, and there's probably other things too, but when I was writing Breaking Up, Dear Judgment, we're breaking up. What I got when I was writing it in a letter form, what I got was that it was really—it was like having a relationship. It was like a dysfunctional relationship, and I get that it's similar with poverty. Like I get how you can have this almost dysfunctional relationship with poverty, where it's like you want to break up, but you keep going back to it, and you know you (laughs) want. You want this other boyfriend called Luxury, but, you know, Luxury is not really attracted to you cuz he can see that you're still tied to poverty. You know what I mean? Like it really can feel like a a relationship. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that's been like for you?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting too because the stories of my poverty run back, I actually was able to trace it back six generations. And so it's mm-hmm. not a huge surprise that there were choices uh, that were more easy to make along the line of sort of the Dollar Tree to get through the time of raising my kids. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of, for me, what happened was um before I had kids, I was kind of like, I wasn't really conscious of, Income, I would just work and have income, and i I, I don't know it was kind of like below consciousness, and then now, with after I had children, I made some choices around what I could do or couldn't do that ended up turning into a a quite impoverished existence and wow. when I look at the way the kids have had to live you know with not enough food in the house and you know not enough. Gas in the car and not have money for the the basic bills and the p g e turning off and all those crazy choices I made that resulted in a lifestyle that really was a disconnect from my sort of my the way I am uh you know kind of underneath mm-hmm. the poverty or when I'm not hanging out with poverty when I'm choosing differently uh like the transformation was insane, you know?
1: So can can you talk a little bit about um, what choosing different, like what has it been like? What does that mean? What what does that look like when you're now choosing luxury instead of poverty? (laughs) (laughs) What does that look like for you?
2: Well, you know, I think for me it hasn't, You know, one of the things I love, um, again, Katrina and I were just uh, in a book called The Power of Releasing Judgment. And one of the uh, chapters was was by another woman named uh, Rebecca Hulse. And she talked about choice as kind of this, you know, it's not one choice you make where, I mean, there is a choice of saying enough, you know, I'm done. My life's going to transform. What's it going to take? I'm not, I'm not going to be there anymore. I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. done. Stop calling me. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What's the song, Megan Trainor? The answer is no. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. It's just, just no. Yeah, exactly. What no.
2: about, tell me your observations when you make a change, because it seems like yeah. I make the change, and then I have to keep making the change. Well, you know what I think of a lot, um... <clears throat>
1: So Gary Douglas, uh, talks, has talks often about how he, when he was living in poverty, like he lived in a room that was basically the size of a box with his son, and he would go to secondhand stores and buy one glass of like fine china or fine crystal, and he would buy one, even if that's all he could afford. It would cost him, you know, two dollars and it was secondhand, and he would bring it home and he would drink out of his fine china glass um and he talks a lot about that how that was the beginning of choosing luxury and i love that example because um you know a what have we defined as luxury and b like what do we what do we do we think we have to have millions of dollars and that our whole house has to be luxurious could you choose luxury one tiny bit at a time right like one you know what is it for you that represents luxury and you know What if you didn't have to pay a lot of money for it? Like he went to a secondhand store and bought a piece of fine china, the finest china he could afford. And he brought it home and he drank from it, and then from there something else, and then from there he chose something else. So, I don't know. I I really like that example. I think that's a
3: a a fun. I I like that example,
2: Katrina. But I'm also when I look at that, I also ask myself the question. There was an energy of that, like. Okay, and, and he's brilliant, so I'm not I don't wanna criticize anything mm-hmm. that that come out of there. But what I felt in the energy of that was almost like I'm gonna make myself make a choice. Do you see like almost like mm-hmm. you know, uh see for me like secondhand stores the vibe in a second hand store is kinda strange, like it smells kinda funny. Okay. And so <laughs> for me, like for me it was um well, it was fascinating, all the stuff's coming in. So first of mm-hmm. all, yes, surrounding yourself with beautiful things is good. <laughs> or is something that can shift the vibration of your being. So if you're interested in shifting the vibration of your being, then you say, okay, cool, what would that look like for me? And then what am I putting next to my mouth is something that reflects that. So, could I what I did instead as one of my first moves was I ordered a really nice set of silverware, yeah. but they were new, but they looked and felt different, like mm-hmm. you know they may have not have been the highest end as from a used store like one spoon, but i I bought like a whole set of brand new matching silverware instead of like camping trip sure. silverware, yeah, and so that go. then the kids can go and there's a drawer and it's all nice. Fresh, clean silverware instead of, and so there's something that you're putting, this thing, that, all these things that you're putting a, around you and inside you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. should, right. Like it could uh, be food. It could be anything. Yeah, maybe it's organic fruit. Maybe you don't right. have enough money for a organic fruit, so you buy like one piece of organic fruit. You can't have organic fruit 24/7 yet, but you're like shifting into asking for more for yourself and asking yeah. for more for yourself and. Yeah. What can I do today that basically today... Because I can't control yesterday. And one of our callers, I'm so thankful that you wrote in the chat like that you're embarrassed about poverty or that you're mm-hmm. ashamed of poverty. Because right. honestly, you can't control your choices yesterday. You can't. You made mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. Right. What can, what can we choose now? Make, like in this instance... And you don't have to know why you chose this or that. And when you're choosing new for you, oh my gosh, one of my authors also, uh, Bettina, go sit next to a tree, you know? Go listen to the Mm -hmm. energy of the earth in in that beauty of that. And that doesn't even cost money. But it's a luxury to sit and commune with nature is a luxury. It's like take a photograph of something beautiful Mm -hmm. That's a luxury, you know? And, uh, you know, what cracks me up, too, is almost everyone now has a phone. Like, there's more phones than people. There's probably 6 billion or 12 billion cell phones on the planet. So what can your phone do? Because almost everybody, even if they're impoverished, has a cell phone. True? (laughs) Right, which
1: is kind of interesting. Yes.
2: Yep. Yeah. Almost everybody says, well, at least I'm going to go get, like, a cell phone. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be without a cell phone. I mean, you see everybody, anywhere they live, has a cell phone. What can you do with your cell phone to publish yourself, to change your money situation right Mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Cool.
1: Yes. So, you know what I did? I don't know if you've listened to my show before, but I do this thing. I'm kind of a word nerd. So, I I looked up Luxury on the Etymology Online Dictionary, which is a dictionary from... Uh, that tells you the original meaning of words from like the 14th century. So I looked up poor and I looked up luxury and I found something extremely interesting. So and I also like Googled a whole bunch of quotes or luxury and poverty. And I posted some of them in the Facebook um, uh, event for this radio show. So I'd like to delve into that. We're going to take a break. Um, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how we define luxury and poverty and what are some of the barriers or what are some of the points of view that we have about what luxury is, what poverty is, and how are those uh, keeping us tied to poverty? How, is, how are those keeping us from breaking up with poverty? So you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with me, your guest, Patrina, uh, no, host, Patrina Fava, and our guest today, Erica Glessing. Don't go anything, anywhere. We will be right back.
0: Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be If you were willing to get messy with your choices.
4: What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beinguclass.com. My gift to you, beinguclass.com.
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S., 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736 in the UK 033 0001 0625 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm you can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at patrinafava.com. now here's Petrina with more messy adventures
1: Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today our show is Breaking Up with Poverty. Are you ready to break off your dysfunctional relationship with poverty and then have a love affair with luxury instead? And our guest today is Erica Glessing. Um, Before we went to break, we were talking about... um, different ways to invite luxury into your life. And I just wanted to continue the conversation with talking about what I found when I looked up the word luxury uh, in a dictionary called uh etymology, et, etymology Dictionary, which is a dictionary that looks at the meaning of words way back from the 13th, 14th century. And it's really interesting to me to always check out the definitions of these words from when they were originally um the, the way they were originally intended it can really shed some light on the energy of some of these words so i found something really cool when i looked up luxury um the first thing right on the screen when i looked at luxury as a noun from the 13th century is sexual intercourse and <laughs> yeah right and then from the <laughs> mid isn't that awesome i was so excited Um, I'm such a nerd. Uh, And then from the mid-14th century, it says sinful self-indulgence, debauchery, Mm -hmm. dissoluteness, lust, excess luxury, profusion. So first, like that whole thing about sexual intercourse is so cool because if you tap into the energy of like sensualness and luxury, like that kind of matches, right? For me anyways. And then, like right after it, so like a hundred years later in the 14th century, it kind of changed its meaning to sinful self-indulgence and debauchery. So interesting, right? Like, how many points of view, how many spins on this word "luxury" do we have that are that imply that um, that imply something negative, or that it's excess, right? That luxury equals excess. Um, and that it's it's sinful to have excess. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, um, Erica?
2: Well, I think it's interesting. One of the things, um, I have a, an event that I do each year called Happiness Telesummit, although this year we shifted it into releasing judgment. But So a couple of years ago, I interviewed someone, and we did a raise the glass ceiling exercise. And she mm. did it with me, and I let her do it with me. And so we were looking at what was keeping me from, you know, achieving what I wanted to achieve. And it was pretty fascinating because on the call with her, and I didn't say it out loud to, you know, the audience at that point, it was being recorded. It was a tuning in to past lives as a sex, um, as doing sex for money. Hmm. And so ah. a lot of us, actually women, Um, maybe men too also, have uh, somehow some memory, some cellular memory or some past life memory or some kind of odd memory tying in sex and money. It's something that it's a good idea to clear because uh, otherwise you want to give everything away because when you sell stuff, it ties back into sex. And that's what that made me think of. Like Mm. That whole luxury thing was like, how much of us don't want to sell sex because we know that's bad, that was bad, that was bad, that was etched into our bodies as selling it was dirty or selling it was shameful or selling it, whatever it is, whatever our gifts are, We will, if we sell them, like, oh my gosh, you know, what's crappy about that? That feels bad. Okay, so I'm not ever going to sell my mm-hmm. gifts because that would be like selling your body. And so if we have that in our bodies anywhere, then... When we release it, we're able to get paid to be ourselves and do cool things and help people. And it's not considered bad anymore. And so that we're trying in kind of what's going on that's preventing our connectivity to giving ourselves everything the universe would like and could give us. It could be travel. It could be this. It could be that. Mm. What are you holding back uh from yourself and just it doesn't mean you necessarily had to be a whore <laughs> mm-hmm. but if there is a memory of that that is stopping you it might be time if this connects to you and you resonate with it to to let go of the any drama around that because this could be stopping you from having money right and that's awesome that you're tying in the body right
1: there because um one of our um playmates in the chat room here is um talked earlier in the chat room about being sick with poverty. Um she said I think she said specifically I am sick. I have been sick with poverty, uh, and there's shame there for her. So, um, I've invited her to call in. So, um, if you'd like to call in, go ahead and we can talk about this with you and maybe clear some stuff. But just before we go on, um, I'd like to just clear all the energy on that. What you just talked about, Erica, is that was awesome. Yeah. So. Does that bring up some energy?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah just, thank you. Just a little that bit, right? <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so, <laughs> everything, so everything that
1: brings up everywhere you've been a whore, everywhere you've sold your body and you swore you would never do and anywhere you've and you know there's ties with like prostitution and luxury too, right? like you know the pimp and the and the lifestyle and the money and the shame, and so everything that brings up everywhere you've been there, done that in a past lifetime or maybe in this lifetime um anywhere that's stopping you from enjoying luxury in a different way, can you destroy and create all of that? Right on Good, Bad, Pop, Pop, All Night, Boys and Beyond. So for anyone who has never listened before and is wondering what the heck I just said, that was the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. Um, You can look up Access Consciousness online. There is actually a specific website called theclearingstatement.com. Basically what it is is something that energetically clears a whole bunch of energy that comes up when we talk about something. So I'll I'll let listeners talk about all of that. Um, yeah that was great i I wanted to start looking at uh, well, we're waiting for um the caller to call in, but while we do that, I wanted to look at um some things that I found online that are interesting um quotes around luxury poverty, and one of them was Life doesn't give you what you want it gives you what you deserve and there was there's a whole bunch of energy about deserving. Around luxury. Um, Another quote that I found, who that is from somebody named Anthony Trollope, and his what he said was that love is like any other luxury. You have no right to it unless you can afford it. So again, like this energy of deserving, and also this point of view that we can only have luxury if we buy it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like it, it's something we have to pay for, um, which is what you were saying too, Erica. Like you know, and some of the people in the chat room, um, Christine said that uh, you know, luxury for her is. Uh, sorry, Eleanor said luxury for her is can be about having a hot chocolate with whipped cream, you know, in the bathtub. And and actually, Eleanor asked, what if luxury is not about spending money? So everywhere we've decided you know, you have to have money and you have to have worked hard for your money in order to deserve luxury. Can we destroy and uncreate all of that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, online, all nine, shorts, boys Beyond beyonds. Yeah. So what if luxury is not about spending money and how else can we, how else can we enjoy luxury without that? Cool. Okay. So I think Roseanne is um, live. Uh, are you there, Roseanne? You-
3: yeah, I'm here.
1: Hey, Thanks for your your comment in the ch- uh, chat room. That was amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. so you're so you're sick with poverty, huh? Tell us about that.
3: I I heard that um, on another show, and I it, it feels good to me because I know that now that the word sick is something that I can go and get treatment for. So oh, wow. it it took the shame away for me because I, I've gone to college. I spent a lot of money on college. I opened a business, lost some money there, um, had a marriage, lost a lot of money there. And it was like, I just couldn't, you know, just feel like I thought I wanted to feel. You know, I wanted to feel like uh-huh. a successful person. You know, I went to a really good school, and I got a business that I really liked, and and it all failed, you know, quote unquote. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, you know, I'm like so far in debt. It's just, it's shameful. So, mm-hmm. just I hope. love it. You know, I I really yeah. appreciate you
2: um, joining us and just kind of like being with the energy of your experience. Mm-hmm. And immediately, what showed up for me is. I, and i don't I don't know exactly I don't know exactly, so one of the things I got a hit on the business, so do you mind if I ask you some questions about the business? Sure, go ahead so when when you had your own business, did you kind of hold it in your body or was it like out of your body? How close did you feel to your business?
3: It was such a whirlwind. I'll give you a brief um, overview. No, no, no. I don't. I don't want to summary. I don't want to summary.
2: Okay. it Was it? In, did you hold it and carry it inside of you, or did you kind of uh, work on it as being like different from you? Was it inside your body or outside your body?
3: Oh my gosh. Um, it was probably both. <laughs> so a lot of understand. women
2: carry their businesses, especially if they're like a coach or a life, uh, they work on people, they carry their uh-huh. business like inside of their solar plexus. And one of the things you can do immediately is move a business to about uh, a foot in front of you, and you can okay. shift the energy of a business. Ah, It's so fun. Like I met with someone in 2014, and they said, where is Happy Publishing? And it was like inside of my body because I was like so proud of it. It was like I built it. It was my baby. It was, but it wasn't thriving. It wasn't supporting me. Does that make sense? So uh-huh. she sat with me and we just put it like a foot in front of me. And, and at that point, it wasn't supporting me enough to leave my, uh, 2013, I couldn't leave my job. So 2014, I left my job and I had my business was my whole business. But I couldn't nourish it because it was stuck inside my body. It was so fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I moved it about a foot in front of me. And I shifted everything about that business. And I have to tell you, you might have like 12 businesses in your life, Roseanne. This might not be the only business. And every Mm -hmm. time you change, your energy can run a business different. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense?
3: It does.
2: So so there's not... Uh, when you showed me this path that you had chosen, there was a pattern that had gotten etched in there. Does that make sense?
3: Of course. Mm-hmm.
2: So are you willing to be different starting right this instant with a business in your life? Are you willing to have it be different?
3: Yes.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Did you feel how good that felt?
3: Yes, they're so ready. Wow. <laughs> and so, what is it? What,
2: that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being. Now, it could be you're inviting a different outcome. Do you see that?
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, because you're not the
2: same as you were 10 minutes ago. You're not the same person anymore.
3: Right? Right.
2: Oh, and, but. And when well, yeah. I do
3: clearings. I do clearing all the time. So for me to do them on myself, is it as effective as talking to you? (laughs) Katrina, what else would you say with them? The
2: energy that, that, and I love this. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and just, like, Mm -hmm. opening up. It's like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, definitely,
1: Uh You can, if you clear this stuff yourself, of course it will work, it will still work. I think the, the, the interesting thing about doing it with someone else is that you already have a point of view in place. A lot of times we already mm-hmm. have our own points of view in place and we have our own mm-hmm. judgments about what things are. And then when you, yeah. <clears throat> you know, when you, when you clear, when you, when you're with someone else and maybe have your bars run or, or you clear, you know, go into mm-hmm. asking questions with someone else, then they, same points of view or judgments that you have in place, and then that that can be helpful. Um, but okay. you know what I you know what I really wanted to look at what what you said it, it, when you first started talking is you said that um and quote me like let me know if this is correct that being sick with poverty felt good to you because it took the shame away. Is that what you right. said?
3: I oh my know. god! That's exactly correct. Few, can know. you can you
1: elaborate on that a little bit? Because I thought that was right. wild.
3: It, and it, it's a feeling of shame because I grew up with it for so long. You know, I had a huh. childhood shame. I just saw shame everywhere. There was sexual shame. There was money shame. There was family shame. There was just shame, on shame. Okay. So that, now that I have this analogy, the shame was inside of me. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it was inside of me and it was outside of me altogether. So right. it was just a way of being, unfortunately. So, yeah. I guess well, it was just kind of putting it all one pile and saying shame <laughs> and money go together for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So that's where and, I couldn't and, differentiate.
1: Yeah, and then but then and then it also ties in with being sick with poverty, sure. right? Because originally yeah. the original comment you made in the chat room was that you were sick with poverty, and then one of the first things out of your mouth when you started talking was that you, like, the being sick with poverty took the shame away. So I, I, that's awesome. So everywhere you traded um shame for being sick
3: mm-hmm.
1: with all of this. Can you would you like to just and all that?
3: Yeah, please. Yeah,
1: right, wrong, good bad pot all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Awesome. And shame is I mean, and I don't know I don't know like um how much of work with access consciousness you've done, but shame is, is you know, we call it a distractor implant. And distractor implants are what distract you from seeing the truth, or from seeing having awareness, right? So, how you know how much of this shame has distracted you from from what you know to be true about luxury, and distracted mm-hmm. you from being aware of what's a lie and what's the truth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And I mean, it's it's just a matter of um, it, um, using the clearing statement to to get rid of that. So
2: that's yeah, amazing. That's yeah. The other, um, the other thing, Katrina, that was showing up for me around this was, uh, if we don't consciously shift our patterns, then they're likely to repeat in our lives. So mm-hmm. the word that kept coming out was lost, lost this, mm-hmm. lost that, lost this, lost that. So when we, this was crazy for me. One of the things that showed up that was hideous was for me in my life was I couldn't seem to break up with my ex-husband. I would filed a divorce. I'd left him. I'd moved out. And there was this daily stalking. And people kept saying to me, it's your choice. And I'm like, mm. I'm waking up in my house. How am I choosing him stalking me? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, how how am I choosing that? Like, it was like, Kind of that was the feeling I got from her comment was this out of, not out of control, but like, it's like, almost like I'm not at cause. I'm, i I'm you know, I'm in this whirlwind, this storm of, of crappy stuff that showed up in yeah. my yes. life. Yes.
4: And yeah. so
2: for me, it wasn't one choice. It was asking myself today, what can I be different today that would hmm. shift everything? And I had to keep asking that. And then I had to do little things. Like I actually moved farther away. Moving was hard because I was locked into that place because the kids in the schools and blah, 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 right? It was Mm -hmm. like um, doing, but I had, for me, I had to choose a different, very different. I had to choose very different and it didn't, for me to shift everything in terms of breaking up with something that was insidious Mm -hmm. and, and Katrina can talk about this too, because we, we had this great lifestyle of judgment. Mm -hmm. And so releasing judgment and releasing poverty, they're, they're just not, it's not going to happen unless you actually, that you have to make changes. And I, and I say have to, because otherwise it won't change. And everything changed for me. It took me almost six years to stop the behavior of the ex after the mm-hmm. divorce. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, you think you get divorced and you're done. Right, exactly. I'm breaking up with poverty, but still, it's going to be sneaking back. If yeah. you don't, like, constantly, like, it's like a vigilance of awareness. I wonder, too, um...
1: Like when I was talking about breaking up with judgment is that i was i was I was hating judgment so much, and I was judging judgment so much, and then mm-hmm. wondering why it wasn't why it wasn't changing, and we know mm-hmm. that anything that we judge we can't change so right How many judgments do we have about being poor, mm-hmm. and Thank how much you. do we resist being poor so if we're everywhere Thank we're you. resisting being poor and everywhere we're judging poverty rather than seeing it as a gift. Rather than having gratitude, <laughs> right? Okay, so everything that brings up, everywhere that you can't possibly say where being poor could be a gift, will you destroy and create all that? Yeah. Right, I'll give that pop up on insurance, sports and beyond. You don't have to choose it, but you can still look at it and and see it for the contribution that it has been, right? Same with how I was talking about judgment. It's like finally, at the end of my chapter, it's like finally when I lowered my barriers and could be grateful for it, then that's when it changed. So, yeah. uh, you Something know, like same with, with, with poverty. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we need to take a break. So um, we're going to take a break. Thank you so, so much for calling in, Roseanne. Um, That was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, And um, when I come back, I'd like to take a look at some other interesting uh, quotes that I found, and we could maybe um, go go into some of those interesting points of view that we have. So you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living with myself, Patrina Fava, your host, and my guest today, Erica Glessing. We are breaking up with poverty. Come back soon.
0: Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be
4: Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift.
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S., 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736 in the UK 033 0001 0625 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm you can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Katrina at petrinafava.com now here's Petrina with more messy adventures
1: Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again on Messy Adventures in Living. Today's show is Breaking Up with Poverty with our guest, Erica Glessing. So we've been talking about some cool stuff around a shame with poverty. And so now I'd like to get into a couple other very interesting things uh, that I found when I Googled quotes about luxury and poverty. So uh, let's see what another one of those is. I posted them. Uh, in the Facebook event called Breaking Up with Poverty if you're on Facebook and you want to check these out. So, you know, I like Ben Affleck. Did you like Ben Affleck, Erica? <laughs> Not really, but oh okay, good. Because here's a script <laughs> from him. <laughs> you know, I I kinda, mean, I, I liked him and the then public. I read this and then I read this quote that he said about uh poverty and I was like, Ben Come on, Ben. I thought you were cute. Now, I, I don't know. Now, so I read it,
2: but I I read it. It went through my head really fast. What was yeah, it? so
1: I know. I don't, I actually couldn't head wrap my head around it. So, Ben Affleck has been quoted to say, There's something really great and romantic about being poor and sleeping on couches.
3: <laughs> and I'm like, What?
1: So, what is that, right? Like, what is it about? being you know and somebody commented on that like yeah maybe when you're in your 20s you know (laughs) like what is it about what is it that's romantic about being poor like I wonder how many of us have some kind of romantic notion of being poor and sleeping on couches and actually what came up for me when I looked at that is like this idea of we don't need money if we have love Like, what's that Bon Jovi song um living on a prayer you know, we we've got each other and that's enough. Or we got we've got each other and that's a lot for love. So I wonder if this is a similar energy. Like there's something romantic about being poor and sleeping on couches. It's like we don't have money, but it's okay. It's so romantic that we're poor because look, we're so in love and we have so much love that we don't need money. Mm. Well, we, we, weren't, can have we love we, and we, money,
3: <laughs> right? Yeah, we can have both.
2: I think for my family, it was um, it was a nobility. We were the media, so we were the writers. Uh, both my parents were publishers. Uh, we were the scribes, so it was a level of calibration in, in the world. And so there was a thing: if you took money, it it was it was definitely like looked down on
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: because you wanted to be kind of noble. Yeah, and it's really interesting that dynamic of that. Like, what if, um, what if you could be a writer and have gobs of money? Like, what if you could be a healer and have gobs of money to change the world with? And it's like it's not an either or universe. That's one of the things. Again, it's crazy. We keep going back to the power of releasing judgment, but that book was an and. Book. It wasn't an horror uh, mm-hmm. book, right? It was like, mm-hmm. it's like, what it, I mean, I would definitely not want to be born again if I couldn't have love and money.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> You know what I? You know what I didn't. I I just wanted to pick up on something that you said about um, writing and poverty and like I I one of the other quotes that I read and I didn't post it in the Facebook uh, page, but one of them was this one. Um, the greatest foe to art is luxury. Art cannot live in its atmosphere, and that's from Norris. So I wonder, like, how many artists? You know the whole concept of the starving artist. Like, you know, how is that attractive? Is that romantic somehow? Um, You know, the greatest foe to art is luxury. Art cannot live in its atmosphere. So everywhere we've decided that if we're artists in any way or that if we are creating, that we have to be that like being poor is is like a some kind of way to. Um, tap into our creations or something. Um, and mm. uh, another, another really interesting quote that was by Jimmy Dean that he said, poverty was the greatest motivating factor in my life. And I feel like that, that, that ties in with artists as well and even writing. It's like,
2: mm.
1: you, you know, if you're a writer, is it possible that you're using poverty as a way to have something to write about or like, do you know what I'm saying? Like this, this, this idea of being an artist and being tied to poverty is somehow romantic. Mm. What do you think? Well, oh, wait. Let's clear that. So everything that brings up, <laughs> yeah, everything, everything that brings up for people. Would you like to destroy and uncreate? everywhere you have bought the interesting point of view that art and luxury cannot coexist? Will you destroy and create all that?
3: Right now, yeah.
1: if pop up on that shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah, sorry. Go I ahead. mean,
2: essentially, any story that you keep regurgitating sure. over and over again about your poverty, and often we can do this as a way of like, we were so bright and shiny and brilliant, and so poverty was a way of like not being as bright as we could be. It's like. <laughs> Oh are yeah. so bright and shiny and brilliant. And we have so much information that shows up at our fingertips, Petrina Fama. She's one of the most, you're <laughs> one of the most brilliant writers I have ever had the pleasure oh. of publishing. I mean, oh honestly, your writing is insanely good. And wow. so where is it that we went, well, as long as I keep saying, oh, but I was poor, you know, or oh, but I don't have any money oh, but yeah. Oh, I know I look brilliant and I seem great, but I don't have any money. So how have we used it to dim our light so that we can fit in with the masses and fit in with the people who have problems? A lot of people in the country, in the world right now, are bummed about money. So we don't have to choose that. Money can make more money. Money can be happy. And money can give us more money. We can have our money invest and become more money. And that's this fun thing with money where it's, (laughs) making more and it's having more and it's making more and it's having more. But instead, a lot of times, we would much rather keep telling our stories, mm-hmm. which etch us into that reality of that. And so the, the way that I found to best shift is to just let go of the stories. Right. And that's was the whole thing of the insight of breaking up with poverty was, you know, what if it were different? And what if I wasn't married to you? What if I was married to luxury and what if I woke up every day feeling that sense of feeling? And I would start. I do think starting with the things that you put on and around your body and and not getting caught up in how much they cost you mm-hmm. financially, but just do they feel luxurious to you? So does the fabric feel soft to your body? Exactly. Does the spoon, is it real? You know, we used a lot of plastic forks and knives when the kids were little just because I hated doing dishes, but that feeling is so cheap. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'm just laughing so, because I can totally relate.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? So I I just look at like, what choice could I make today? And then I don't really have to understand, honestly, I don't have to understand what my, I mean, everyone says like really get into what your parents did, but honestly, If I don't know everything about everything, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: So I just want to look... I'm just looking in the chat room with some of the um, comments about... When have people not ever been bummed out about money? Is because what you what we were saying. And can we just move on, please? Um, and then Christine said, "Luxury is my new lover." Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Eleanor is taking tonight off work. That's I it, that's know, right? Um, you know, yes. Last week I listened to a radio show. I think it was um, Keisha Clark. I, I sorry, um, I don't remember what her show was called. And she talked. they were talking about um, s- sex, sexual sex they were talking about sex, and asking questions like, um, you know, universe, will you have sex with me? And like, uh, and asking your creations to have sex with you. But it's like, it's, it's the energy of creation. And so, you know, what if we ask like luxury, luxury, will you have sex with me? Like luxury, will you be my lover? It's interesting because when I remember when I looked up the original definition of the word, like go to etymology online, the first line, the first thing that is there is sexual intercourse. So, I don't know. I just thought that's cool. Um are you there, Erica?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: So I You're there's a really You're like... funny
2: there's a really funny um well I don't know. There's a so Shannon O'Hara is the you know, the mm-hmm. daughter of uh stepdaughter of Gary Douglas. She has a whole passage on, you know, sex and money and it's pretty interesting. And so um the second chakra is orange and that is the money and creativity and sex all in that same place which is actually for women you know it's right at the it's above the base of your button before you're below your belly button <laughs> right. and that is the sex and money chakra and yes. so uh, that place yes. for creative energy is very light and so if you want to clear that orange um one of the things when people are job searching I tell them to have lots of um of sex. <laughs>
1: yeah, really because it's the energy of exactly. It is really cool actually. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, that, that show was What Sex Got to Do with It with guest Keisha yeah. Clark from uh, Rhonda Burns show, if any yeah. of the listeners are interested. Okay, so we're down to the last four minutes. Erica, do you want to talk a little bit about what you have going on, what you have coming up, what people can um how people can connect with you, that kind of thing.
2: Well I just um I'm having so much fun now with I have a podcast and a blog breaking up With poverty. The podcast is the Erica Blessing show. So I invite people to find that. It's not google It's supposed to get on iTunes, but it's not quite there. And uh I'll type in the chat here. Uh I'm doing some uh, gift sessions for listeners. So if you wanted to go to happypublishing.net, I think it's transform. Let me check. Um, I'm interested in giving you a consultation on this and see if, you know, maybe a specialized coaching program for you would be a good fit for you. So if that feels at all light or fun and spending some time shifting this in a more uh profound way in your life, then uh, I'm in because I've learned so much in the last 10 years and it's just aching to be shared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice, cool.
1: And so that was happypublishing.net. Forward slash uh transform for anyone who is wondering. Um uh th- that's is that your that's your website, happy dot net? Do you uh, have another one? Do you have several websites or is that the only one?
2: Uh-huh. I have uh, well Erica Glessing. I have Erica dot com. Oh, okay. Uh, take so. you, and then I have the, the podcast is the Erica Glessing Show awesome. dot podbean dot Yeah. Great. So I have a I have a you know, I'm having so much fun with the energy of this awakening the planet into their own mm-hmm. brilliance. It's like, let's just get there faster. <laughs> let's yes, just... let's get there faster, please.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great, thank you. Um, So, uh, for any of you who would like to be in touch with me, my website is uh, www.patrinafava.com. The books that we have been talking about, so the books that I've published with Erica Glessing are um, three of them, Creations, Conscious, Conception, Fertility, Pregnancy and Birth, and then also Possibilities in Parenting, and most recently Releasing Judgment. You can find those all on Amazon.com. uh in, in terms of releasing judgment uh, you can contact me for private sessions private breaking up with judgment sessions those are new those are new creations that I've just i'm really excited to share with people
3: Ooh, so
1: yummy. um mhm, any last words on uh luxury oh, you know what I wanted to say i i <laughs> when i I forgot I looked up the word poor and I caught something really cool. you know the poor boy sandwich you ever heard of the poor boy sandwich? Okay. And the, the poor boy sandwich is a sandwich that is um, made with simple ingredients and yet it's very filling. So, so, you know, have you decided that you have a life that can be very filling even if it's poor and would you like to drop that and invite luxury into your life instead? So, um, nice. yeah. Um, and releasing you, judgment,
2: Katrina. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Aw, thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: Goodbye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.